Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Stressed out on the ZZ 1055. 708, 41 degrees. It is the Breakfast Club. LA's only local radio station. Mark Osmond from the Norway Savings Bank. Ice Arena joins us next hour. Time to talk about radio. That's right. Radio, what we're on. Bob Bittner is in. He is the new owner of WLAM and WLVP. He's a, uh, he's a radio entrepreneur if you really want to get fancy about it. How many stations do you have now, Bob? Good morning. Uh, if you count a translator, that's uh, six stations. Six stations. Wow. Yes. Now, how, in, how in the world, I mean, because I've got my own story about how I got into radio, but how, how in the world did you uh, end up getting into it like this? Oh boy! Well, and you I, can you can go back as far as you like. Okay. So. Well, it all started at a one thousand three hundred fifty watt FM station in Rochester, New York, that played progressive rock music. What was considered progressive rock at that time? Woods. You could define it as Woodstock, Woodstock music. Oh, so okay. all that stuff. Anyone okay. who, yeah, <laughs> a term, I guess it's a term that's not used anymore. Uh, progressive rock, but uh, that's what it was called then. And it was uh, groups like Blind Faith, uh, Jimi Hendrix, Joan Baez, um, The Fugs. Um, the Fugs? The That's Fugs, <laughs> F-U-G-S. I, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not kidding. There was a group called <laughs> The Fugs. I never heard of that. I'm like, yeah. wow, that's, that's oh, yeah, a look it up, yeah, that. bunch of people sitting around a garage, and they're like, what should we call our band? How about The Fugs? All right, good. That sounds great, everybody. Let's go on the road. <laughs> you know, I haven't mentioned that group in probably 30 or 40 years, and and it just came to me just now. That's great. <laughs> um, so it, it was uh, a lot of music that really wasn't all good music, you know. I didn't care for it at all. Even back then, I was 20 years old or 21, and I was going to college at RIT in Rochester, and uh, I took on that uh, a job as overnights on that progressive rock station. And I swear... I was probably the only one between me and my listeners that wasn't on something. <laughs> at that time, yeah. That would make you, at that point, I think that would make you a progressive, Bob, because you were like, you know, that, that would be... Uh... Well, see, I, I would play anything. I, I, uh, there's two times in my life that I played anything just to be on a good big station. And my first job being on a big city-type station... Well, the one that wanted me was the progressive rock station that played uh, alternative album tracks, you know. You know, back in 1970, radio was very much different. Uh, you had all your top 40 stations on AM, and nobody listened to FM except for classical or a few beautiful music stations. And because the jocks, the DJs were screaming and yelling, and the way it was, you know, high energy, so much for like 15 years... Uh, the backlash of that was, well, this is a, this is a progressive rock station, and uh, we're on FM, and we're calm and collected, and uh, <laughs> we're uh, <laughs> we're uh, gonna next uh, after after I inhale like Bill Clinton didn't, uh, we're gonna play the Moody Blues, right? You know, so, right? It was a totally uh, different. It sort was of a thing. whole different presentation. So I was a part of that. And all of our advertisers were what were known as head shops. 
You well, there's a lot of money in that. Did you ever hear that? Oh, yeah. That's, you know, that's a lot of money in that. You smell incense and they'd sell pipes to smoke illegal substances. Yeah. Well, nowadays, it's not even, you know, in some cases, it's not illegal. In fact, you can actually, I, I've even heard ads for uh, for, for legal uh, medicinal now. I mean, that's how much it's changed in, what, 40 years now? It took 40 years. Yeah, it did. Yeah, and I'm surprised that it didn't take shorter time. Bob Bittner. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to come up, we're coming up on the end of the segment. We'll jump in with the next one. Bob Bittner is the owner of WLAM. We're going to talk more about that and why we're having him on coming up. You're listening to The Z. The news continues now on the area's only local... Five LA's only local radio station. We continue now with Bob Bittner, the owner of WLAM, WLVP. My former... In fact, before I was here, actually, I used to have a show on those two stations. So back in the day. So, And we, we still... The reason we're having Bob on is because we still occasionally get calls from folks that, that want to thank us for how well WLAM is doing, which I, you know, I think it's great. But so, Bob, I just want to make sure you got all those... Any type of compliment that you got from at, you know after you took it over, I just I want to let you know that some folks have called. They really enjoy it, and they wanted to tell us because apparently they think we own it. So you know. Well, actually, the, the WLAM phone number is not in the phone book. That's <laughs> another reason you probably get the calls. Yeah, they just they just assume we're the radio station in town. Right, that's, yeah, you know, when we yeah. say only local radio station, that's the fallout from that. Uh, They're like, that's wow, true. They yeah. must know. They must know. Because that. I'm from far away. I'm right. from Bath. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, I'm not a local person. I, I don't have any history from uh, of Lewis and Auburn except for owning WLIM, and uh, that's about it. But uh, I, I'm nearby guy. You know? How did you now? Yeah. You own radio voice. He does. He does have a radio yeah. voice now. WJIB in Cambridge was your first radio station in 1991. Yes, you've mm-hmm. been you've been owning radio stations for for quite a bit. How did you get into owning them? Like, how did that well, whole thing back go? in around 1985 to 87? I saw what was happening to radio, lots of automation, uh, mechanical automation, not computers. And uh, good radio jobs were fewer and far between to get. And I was working part-time, and I said, you know what, this is not going to get any better. I'm going to go into publishing. So I started a personal ads paper that you pick up in the grocery store. With $1,200, I started that, made a ton of money with it, enough money to buy at a U.S. bankruptcy court uh, auction the 740 station in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And I was the high bidder. And I bid $115 over the next guy. It was such a small margin. I was very lucky. (laughs) And uh, so that's how I got my first station. And I did a beautiful music slash soft uh, oldies format. Uh, with that starting in 1992 and it did well and uh, then I bought my second station in Worcester another in Manchester New Hampshire I sold both of them later and then I bought 1997 WJTO in Bath because I knew that we were going to live up here eventually and move to Maine which we did well and and sure enough now you're now you you've got the stations here. how many stations do you have in Maine now you've got um, uh, four AMs and one FM one uh, four yeah. AMs one mm-hmm. FM which one's the FM that's the WJTO ninety eight three yes that's correct right yes. mm-hmm. now the reason I have no problem mentioning these other stations on the air people are like oh my God they're talking about other stations you don't <laughs> you don't have co- you don't have uh, commercials on there no 
not a single one. How do you on any how do you station. run these stations? I know it, it, it is not it, it is not, and I'm not asking for you to, to open up your books or anything. But I mean, how in the it, it's not easy. There, there's a lot of you know. I mean, there's electricity number one, and mm-hmm. you know, there's all sorts of other things to to have to deal with. I mean, well, how, does, I, how does that yeah, work? I could not afford to to pay the bills myself. So what I do is I say, okay, it's listener supported, just like. Uh, uh, public radio right and there's no law against it there's no ethical reason against it or either uh, that a commercial am radio station couldn't be listener supported so and that was born out of the of the fact that i did lose an account worth hundred thousand dollars of brokered time back in 2007 on the boston station and at the same time my music licensing fees went from six thousand a year to thirty six thousand a year Ugh. So I was like in a hole of 130,000. I said, how in the heck am I gonna run this station? So I thought of the idea of listener support. The Boston Globe and the Boston Herald both did articles about how I was gonna be demised, <laughs> predicting my demise. Um, People love to help the little guy, don't oh, they? Oh, they, yeah. they do, they do. But newspapers like to, um, <laughs> at least in Boston, they like to uh, trounce on radio. But I'll tell you, here in Maine, I've, the newspaper has been very, very kind to me. Very, very. Yeah, they usually do. In fact, we, yeah. we saw your your ad, and uh, we we saw the uh, the article uh, that was in the Sun Journal, uh, mm-hmm. which was back in February, which is yeah. when we decided to, to have you on. It was it was, you know, it was fascinating. It was nice. a fascinating read. So. Nicely done. Yes. Yeah, it was. Um, and uh, so, uh, so I, I've been listener supported radio since then, and I don't take a uh, a piece of it. It's just for the expenses. Of the radio stations now in the future i'll probably take 10 percent. but in the past i have not taken any salary from listeners uh sending well if you could run for president bob that would be great if you could just go ahead <laughs> and do that that'd be tremendous well i see yeah, I, i'm kind of politically aligned with bernie sanders and, <laughs> and he didn't win so yeah i'm shocked by this i'm shocked aren't stuck. you yeah bob bittner is in he is the owner of wlam and of course wlvp down in gorham and he owns a few other radio stations as well the memory stations coming up we're going to talk about the music he plays on those stations and why he plays that music you listen to the breakfast club on z1055 726 42 degrees it's thursday it's now time for your local sports flash only local radio station mark Oslin for the norway savings bank ice arena will join us next hour we continue now with bob bittner the new owner of WLAM AM fourteen seventy, the Memory Stations. They're not. They're not a. We don't consider them a competitor, so it's all good. They're. It's fine. We're friends. We're yeah, very we're much friends, friends we're very here. Friendly. Yeah, yeah, we I have mean, two we, different business models. I mean, mm-hmm. gee, you hang out with our engineer. So yeah. I mean, that, that's got to be something. That's <laughs> yeah. good. That, that's uh, good old Bob Perry. It's always good. So, you know, uh, what what was your first thought when you got? Uh, I mean, fourteen seventy is one of those great signals that you can hear pretty much wherever. I mean, you get five thousand watts of, of AM, whatever, yep. and then you've got ten thousand watts during the day for. Uh, for for LVP down in Gorham, yep, um, which is a kind of a neat. It's literally the 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 uh, the tower is like right off the street there. You're like, oh hey, look, there's the tower for LVP. But that's a lot of. Is that the most wanted you've got out of the the stations that you have? Um, yes, in fact, my Boston station is only 250 watts. Really? Yes. What what is the range on a? But, on a but the range is very good because yeah. it's on a good frequency, 740. Which uh, you know, it covers the entire Boston market nicely. No yeah, kidding. It does. Doesn't get into New Hampshire too well or Rhode Island, but it, it covers where I need to cover. And it's 250 watts if it's with a really good antenna, and if it's on a low frequency, it gets out. 
That's a that's a music. Yeah. What's the difference? I, I I don't think a lot of people know this. What's the difference between AM and FM? Like what's uh, FM it, sounds better? Yeah. Well, I mean, we already that we know. <laughs> well, there's yeah, lot yeah, there's lots of di- there's lots of differences. Uh, AM usually goes further because let's say my WJTO over in Bath it comes in in Nova Scotia very well and it comes in in Cape Cod very well during the daytime as a dependable signal, not a skip, but as a re- always there dependable signal. So AM goes further, um, and but many stations have to reduce power at sunset. That's because uh, radio waves travel further at night, and they'd all interfere with each other if they were still on with high power during the nighttime. So many AMs have to reduce power. FMs don't have to do that. FM stations are this one consistent power all the time. AM is more susceptible to noise like static or if you're driving in a car you're you're anywhere near any power lines i mean normal utility poles even plugging in your cell phone yeah 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 yeah. so there's lots of differences but uh there's some advantages to am believe it or not am goes around mountains fm doesn't if you're if there's a mountain in between you and the transmitter of an fm station you won't get it too well but an am station easy when I, when I first started listening to Radio Bob, yep. I, I found it because my mom was too cheap to buy cable. Um, yep. Not that we couldn't afford it. It wasn't one of those sad stories where I was, you know, just eating week old bread and things of that nature. She just she didn't see the need for it, which is fine. God bless yep. her. I mean, valuing the dollar now, I can understand why she did that. So, of course, I was a big sports nut. And, of course, at the time, all of the sports were moving towards cable. You know, that's where everything was when I was growing up in the mid-90s. So I flipped it on AM one night, and I was listening to the Mets. I think the Mets were on uh, AM 660 at the time. Yep. And then I was listening to the Phillies on AM 1240 out of Philadelphia. And then I got to – I was hearing stuff out of Chicago on ESPN 1000 overnight. And it was like I had my own satellite station. I was listening to Chuck Caton call Hartford Whalers games out of yeah. Hartford, Connecticut. So every night yeah. as soon as the sun went down, bam, my sports stations were on, and I had a game to listen to. And the reason night. you could do that is because half the stations in the country have to reduce power to right. a really small amount. So those big stations that were there back in 1920s and 30s that you're listening to right. from those distant cities uh, would come in very well. And that was the whole plan, to have some nationwide services that way. And that's one of the differences between AM and FM, too. <laughs> FM can't do that. Right. Bob Bittner <laughs> is the owner of WLAM, the memory stations. Coming up, we'll talk a little bit more about them and some of the music they play. Mark Gosling from the Norway Savings Bank Ice Arena coming up. In the 8 o'clock hour here on the Z. The Breakfast Club. The news continues now on the area's own. On the Z, Z1055. 44 degrees. Mark Oz with the Norris Savings Bank. Ice Arena joins us next hour. We continue now. Final segment with Bob Bittner, the owner of WLAM. Owns a bunch of different stations in the area. Let's talk about the stations. You play music from the 40s through the 80s? Is that? Yeah, that's basically in, in, it, yes. 40s through mostly the 70s. I don't do too much 80s. So you can probably figure that I aim for a older audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the other thing I noticed too that it's yeah. not just one, it's not just one format per se. Like one night you might turn on the Beach Boys, and then the next night it might be Crystal Gale and Johnny Cash. Right. Exactly. Wow. Uh, yeah. I mean, when you play music from uh, such a wide area, uh, years range from nineteen actually thirty. I go back to thirty six or thirty seven up till let's say, the early 80s or so. There's so many different kinds of music that were popular. Remember, back in the 60s and 50s, one radio station would play Johnny Cash, 
and then play the singing nun, singing Dominique, and, and then go into Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. All on the same station in the same hour. That doesn't happen now. No. Okay. Everything's no, I'd morph- get yelled at by my programming consultant. He'd be like, what are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, there's so many more stations now, they can fragment You know, the, right. the audience. One can specialize in 80s, 90s, like you do here. And I specialize in uh, 40s through 70s. And I, I think 40s through 70s never mixes with anyone. Every radio consultant in the world will say, that, that does not work. <laughs> but it does, you know? And... Well, first of all, advertisers aren't all that excited about being on a station that appeals to 60, 70, 80-year-olds. And that's why I am uh, have a listener-supported model. It's, it's tough to get ads for that, even though it has lots of listeners. You know, WLAM had a huge ratings about 10 years ago, and they did a format similar to what I'm doing now when Nassau Broadcasting owned it. And they did so well in the ratings for like a year, but they couldn't sell it because it was for an older audience. And they and they canned that that format for that reason. And I'm kind of bringing back something very similar to that. So um, it's a tough sell when you aim for older people. The advertising agencies don't like older people. And older people are... Um, we're more set in our ways. I'm 66, so I know them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, so we're, we're more set in our ways, and the advertising agencies know this. Most of the advertising agency buys are done by 28-year-olds who have no idea what music was like in the 50s or 40s or 60s. And they essentially don't really go for it. The, advertise, the big money with the advertising agencies doesn't go to adult standards type stations like mine. And um, it's and even local advertisers are a little bit leery of it too. It's kind of like country music to them. How often you know? do you have your membership? Yeah, how, is it like just, a pledge drive? I mean, no, what, what, what no, are you we doing? Just, uh, just once a year, uh, starting in usually uh, May or June, I ask I put on a three-minute or four-minute announcement every three hours, asking, explaining the fund drive, and that we're looking for a total amount to run, let's say, WJTO over in Bath. Uh, the, the, the amount it costs to run that station is just under $30,000. And uh, within about 12 weeks, I get checks for that total $30,000. In Boston, it's 100000 uh, is that like because of like government stuff and, and taxes well, no, it's, and electricity uh, I, or well what? in Boston I don't own the land that the tower is on that land so I pay forty eight thousand a year in rent oh yeah and in Bath I pay three and a half thousand for property taxes because I do own the land in right. Bath so and you know real estate in Cambridge Massachusetts wow. it's, you know <laughs> you can't buy a condo there a good one for less than a million now. Right. That, okay. you know, so at a this little, point, renting is probably cost-effective at that point. Uh, it would be, very much so. So that the, 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 uh, the expenses are much different on all the different stations. And uh, so each one, I have an estimated amount. And we meet the goal every year. Wow. And it's done in that 12 weeks in the summer. And my promise to the people is that you will not hear commercials the rest of the year or any fundraising announcements or any references to fundraising. Wow for the next nine months. Huh. 
until we do it again the next year. And I keep that promise. All I do is play music. Well, you know what? That's that's probably why people are tuning in. Bob Bittner is the new owner of WLAM. And he's talking Yay. about the radio business today. And Bob, w- it's been awesome. LAM. <laughs> you got your Thanks own for stuff. coming in. We yes. really okay. enjoyed having you. Okay. Yes, we really Lovely did. to be here. You've yes. got a great operation here, Thanks. too. Thank Wonderful. you very much. Yes. Bob. Appreciate it. Coming up, Mark Gosling with the North Sandwich Bank High Street at 757 45 degrees on the Z. The Breakfast Club. This is your local sports flash brought to you.